Good to feel the Lord in the house today. Amen. He is Lord. He is my Lord and my God. Amen. I'm not ashamed to say he's my Lord and my God today. Amen. Amen. Appreciate all the praise and the worship and the songs this morning. Yeah, I was, I leaned over to Brother Nichols this morning as they were singing uh, one of the bridges of the songs, one of the verses to the songs. He has all power and authority. Amen. Amen. He has power today and authority. But will you allow him to exercise it in your life? Amen. It was, it's already been said earlier in the service that God knows you. I know Michael Jordan, but he don't know me. I know who he is, but he doesn't have a clue who I am. If he could only be so lucky. <laughs> I know the Lord, and I'm glad that he already knows me. And he knows everyone today, but not everyone knows him. Amen. And I, I just... I feel like it's our job, it's our responsibility to introduce people to Jesus Christ. To let them get to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our Lord and our God. A friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. (coughs) And my voice is still trying to warm up, still recovering. And if I blow it out, I'm going to blow it out for Jesus. Amen. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Let's go to the book of Philippians chapter 2. And I know I'm standing between you and lunch. And since you had to get up an hour early, you probably didn't get breakfast. So that's even more dangerous to be between you and food. Amen. And so I will be mindful. And I will hurry as I can. But I want, amen, I want to talk about the Lord this morning. Is that all right? Amen. And if you don't know him, you can know him. You can be introduced to Jesus before you leave today. Praise God. Philippians chapter number 2. And we will begin reading at verse number 6. Who being in the form of God. It's talking about Jesus. Form comes from a Greek word morph. You've probably heard that, to morph, to change, to transform, to be viewed, to be manifested. God robed himself in flesh. He morphed himself. He created himself a body. Amen. Jesus, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him, still talking about Jesus, a name, a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ 
is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is Lord. I want to preach for a few minutes this morning. Simple title, He is Lord. Amen. Would you help me pray that the Lord would move and minister and talk to us this morning. God, we give you glory. We give you praise. I'm thankful, thankful today that I have this word today. We're thankful that your word is forever settled. God, I pray that you would anoint every ear, every heart today. Speak to us. Minister, breathe through this house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I can't do anything without you. God, I need you more than anything in this world. And God, I give you praise and give you glory. And you are the Lord of my life. Give you praise and glory. As you're seated this morning, would you give the Lord a hand clap of praise one more time? Amen. Praise God. They already sang about uh, power and authority. and I didn't tell uh, my wife what to sing or what to play this morning, but they, they already sang about it, and it's been mentioned in song and in the service. But the definition of the Lord or a Lord is someone that has power, authority, and they sing about this, and ownership. That's the definition or the attributes of a Lord. And we know who the Lord of Lords is today. His name is Jesus. He has all power. He has all authority. And he has purchased ownership of his people. Can you say amen? Matthew 8, 28, 18. Jesus said all power. Everybody say all power. All power is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. That makes him Lord of all. Amen. He has all authority. Mark 1 and 22. And the disciples were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had authority. The disciples were amazed because they said, No one speaks and has this kind of authority. that We, that we never see anybody like you, Jesus. Why? Because he's the Lord of lords. Amen. And he has ownership. 1 Corinthians 6, 20, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Acts 20 and 28 says, God hath purchased the church with his own blood. Jesus has all power, he has all authority, and he has purchased our redemption at Calvary. That makes him the capital L-O-R-D. He is the Lord of all lords. Amen. And as the Lord of Lords, he's deserving of great praise, don't you think? Praise God. <clears throat> he purchased our redemption at Calvary. God robed himself in flesh. The Bible says God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. He formed himself. He took on the form. He morphed himself into a fleshly body. Amen. He created a fleshly body in which to dwell. And he went to Calvary on purpose. To purchase our salvation. None of us could have, a, have the hope of heaven and the hope of glory without Calvary. Not a single one of us could have a hope to go to heaven without the blood that he shed as the spotless lamb at Golgotha, the place called Calvary. I'm thankful for Calvary today. <clears throat> Amen. 
Thankful for the place called Calvary. Jesus thought it was better to come out of a tomb than off a cross. I'm thankful for Calvary. You didn't, he, he thought it would be better for us if he came out of a tomb with, with resurrection power and hope and of all glory and, 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 and new life than just to take himself off a cross. Thankful that he took up his cross. And he paid the ultimate sacrifice. And they buried him in a tomb. It was Joseph of Arimathea's tomb. And it was a borrowed tomb. You ever ask yourself, why did Jesus have to borrow a tomb? You'd think anybody that, that had the, all the money in the world, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, God's not lacking for anything. Why in the world would he borrow a tomb? He wasn't planning on using it very long. He wasn't planning on keeping it. He said, hey, I only need it for three days and three nights, and you can have it back. Hello. He said, you destroy this temple, and in three days, I'm going to raise it up. Thankful for Calvary, and I'm thankful for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, for he is my Lord and my God. Somebody say amen. Amen. He is the author. And the finisher of our faith at Calvary, he said, it is finished. Sin is finished. It doesn't have to have power or control over your soul. Amen. He paid the ultimate sacrifice that your, that your sins could be washed under the blood into that sea of forgiveness, never to be seen or heard from again. Oh, thank God for the blood this morning. <clears throat> I'm trying to introduce you to who the Lord is today. God in the flesh, and his name is Jesus. He is the Lord with all power, with all authority, and with ownership. He is the Lord of lords. There is no God like Jesus. There is no Lord like Jesus. There is no substitute like Jesus today. The psalmist said in Psalms 18 and 2, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. My deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust. He is my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. The Lord is my light. He's my shield. He's my defense. And he's my portion. I'm trying to tell you who the Lord is today. Psalmist said in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. One little girl once said, the Lord is my shepherd and that's all I want. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd today, and that's all I need. That's all I want today. Amen. I shall not want for rest, for he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want for peace, for he leads me beside the still waters. I shall not want for guidance, for he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I shall not want for forgiveness, for he restoreth my soul. I shall not want for comfort, for yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I shall not want for provision, for thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, I'm trying to talk about who the Lord is this morning. I shall not want for nothing, for my cup 
runneth over. I shall not run for anything in this life or even yet the life beyond. Why? For surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm thankful I know who the Lord is. He's my shepherd. Oh, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Somebody shout his name. Come on, shout his name. He is all powerful. He has authority. And he purchased our redemption at Calvary. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the one in whom to whom we belong. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and He is the Prince of Peace. He is which was, which is, and which is to come. I'm trying to give you a little description about who Jesus is today as the Lord Almighty. Amen. He is the I am that I am. He is the pearl of paradise. The truth, the truth's fairest jewel. He is hope to the heart and eternally steadfast. He is the key of knowledge and the wellspring of wisdom. He is the door of deliverance, the pathway of peace, the roadway of righteousness, the highway of holiness, and the gateway of glory. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the lamb for sinners slain. Jesus is the master of the mighty. He's the captain of the conquerors. He is higher than the heavens. He is holier than the holy of holies. He is immortally graceful, imperial, powerful, and impartially merciful. He is unparalleled, unprecedented, preeminent in power. He's indescribable, incomprehensible, invincible, and simply irresistible. Do you know who the Lord is today? Do you know who the Lord is today? And I'm glad he knows me. I can't help but get a little excited when I think about who the Lord is. Amen. Jesus is God in the flesh. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. He is the word that became flesh and dwelt among men. He is supreme and sovereign. He's the lifter of the fallen. He's the sinner's savior and the rock of the redeemed. Oh, I'm glad I know who the Lord is. He governs the governors. He rules the rulers. He supplies our needs. He's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. He guards and guides. He helps and heals the sick. He forgives and saves the sinner. He sympathizes and he empathizes. He delivers the captive and defends the helpless. He feeds the hungry. He strengthens the feeble. His, he favors the faithful. I like that one. I said he favors the faithful. He blesses the obedient. I could preach on that all day. He favors the faithful and he blesses the obedient. He rewards the diligent and he beautifies the meek. Oh, what an awesome Lord we serve today. That's the God who has power 
and authority and ownership of my soul, of my salvation. It is he who purchased my salvation at the cross at Calvary. Can you say amen? Can I tell you about the Lord this morning? His yoke is easy. And his burden is light. His mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Another verse said his mercies are new every morning. His grace is sufficient. His promises are yea and amen. His love never changes and it never ends. His word is forever settled. His word is forever settled. And his reign is righteous. Oh, I'm glad I know who the Lord is today. In his birth is our beginning. In his life is our example. In his suffering, we can find our healing. And in his death, we have redemption. Can I read that again? In his life, we find our example. To pray for them that despitefully use you. I don't, want, I don't like doing that. Come on, let's be real. How many like doing that? People do you wrong. Do you like to pray for them? But Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. They were killing him on the cross. His flesh and the flesh cried out to the Spirit, God, forgive them. Oh, what an example. I'm glad he gave us that example because to be honest, I don't know if I could do it without it. In his suffering, we find our healing. The Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. That's really not even talking about physical healing, although he is the great physician. God can heal any disease. He can heal cancer. We've seen it. I've seen broken bones straightened. I've seen people take casts off. We had somebody a couple years ago with a broken foot playing football at Frontier. Came in first time in a Pentecostal service. Came in on crutches right over here to the front. We prayed for him. He took his cast off, the boot off, took off running. Never came back. I guess he just ran so well. He just kept on running. But God healed him anyway. I don't know that. I don't know if I'd pray so. God just healed his toe, but not the whole thing. Let him keep coming. But in his suffering, for by his stripes we are healed. There is spiritual healing. There are people probably in here this morning with this many people, and I know we got a lot back in Sunday in the Sunday school classrooms, and I pray they're having a great time. But with this many people here this morning in this group of wonderful people. I'm sure there were people that have been physically or spiritually or uh, uh, mentally or somewhat abused at some point in their life. There's probably people here that have been neglected, have come out of broken homes and broken relationships. But I'm telling you, by his stripes, we are healed. God can heal the depressed. God can heal the anxious. God, amen. I can stand here today and I know God has healed some things in my life. Amen. I've been healed by the precious blood of Jesus. And in his death, we find our redemption and salvation. And in his resurrection, we have hope today. 
we also can rise in newness of life. The Bible says when we're buried with him in baptism, that's buried with him in death. Amen. Guess what? You don't have to stay there. He was our example in that too. Three days and three nights he came out. Guess what? We're buried with him in baptism. But the Bible says we rise in newness of life. Oh, what a Lord we have. Amen. In his resurrection is our hope. He always has been and he always will be. He had no predecessor and he will have no successor. There's nobody before him and nobody next to him and nobody after him. He is Lord all by himself. People say, well, I, what about the scriptures that talk about Jesus sitting at the right hand of God? They just don't have any understanding. The right hand always signifies power. Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18, all power in heaven and earth is in my name. I have it. I hold it. Jesus is not some subservient second little person, little, little guy over here on the right hand. He is the capital L-O-R-D. He's the one with all power, all might, all glory, all honor. We know God is spirit. And the Spirit of God took on the form. He morphed. He took on the form. It was in our text today. In the flesh. That's why Jesus looked at the the disciples and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the spiritual Jews that for thousands of years believed in here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And he looked at every one of them one God. He said, I and my Father are one. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. There is no other God beside me. There is no other Lord beside me. There's only one. There's only one King of kings. There's only one Lord of lords. And his name is Jesus. Let's give him praise. Amen. The right hand of power signifies, right hand of God signifies the power. You say, well, if there's, well, that's literally, he's at the right hand. Well, then who's at the left hand and the right foot and the left pinky toe? I mean, he got a whole body. God's not up there. Spirit's sitting right here on the throne. He's got a right hand sticking out. And that's all you see. I mean, come on, you want to get... Let's oh let's get literal on let's get physical. He's the right hand. Okay, so he's some well guess what? You ready? Even if he's the right hand, the right hand's still connected to the same one body. I never used that example before. That just hit me just now. Sister Maynard, that's good. That's that's good preaching right there. The right hand, the, remember that the leg, the, the knee bone connected to connected to you remember that whole the, the foot bone connected to the ankle bone connected to the and all the way up to the thigh bone, the hip bone. It's one body. When that little finger gets hit by the hammer, my whole body hurts. When I walk into the house at night and I don't turn the light on and I hit my toe on the furniture, I say, Jesus! My whole body hurts. But it's one body. The Bible says he's the head. Okay, you ready? So if Jesus is the right hand of God, but the Bible says Jesus is the head. Of the body. 
So how can it be the right hand and also the head? Glad my head don't look like my hand. It was figuratively speaking. There is one God. There's one Lord. Ephesians 4 and 4. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Everybody say, there's just one. And his name is Jesus. I'm having so much fun preaching this this morning. There is but one God, but one Lord. Romans chapter 14. And I'm watching the clock. Give me a couple more minutes. Romans chapter 14, verse number 8 reads, For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Now, he's, Paul's writing to the church in Rome. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, this is the reason why. This is, he's saying, okay, I'm going to give you, this is the reason. Listen up, I'm telling you why. For the, to this end, Christ both died and rose and revived, that he might be Lord, both of the dead and the living. He went on to say, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, Every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. He said, this is the reason why I went to Calvary. It was so that I could become your Lord. He was already King of Kings. And He was already the Lord of Lords. But not for everybody. He went to Calvary so that He could be King of Kings and Lord of Lords for everyone that would turn to Him and make Him the Lord of all in their life. God is a gentleman. Jesus isn't going to impose His power, His authority, or His ownership on anyone that denies Him. Hello, somebody. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to demonstrate His power in your life. He wants to demonstrate His authority in your life. And He wants to demonstrate, amen, ownership of your life. That's the reason for this cause, for this purpose, He came to Calvary. He endured Calvary so that He could become our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. But there comes a point when everyone has to decide for themselves who is going to be the Lord of their life. God's not going to force you in this life to take a knee or to confess. But at some point, either in this life or the next, every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You ready? It's either now or later. 
I, I'm telling you, those that bow and confess now and submit unto God now can find favor. And He will be the Lord that I talked about, all those descriptive things. God will be everything and more to you and for you. Amen. For those that take a knee, for those that confess, for those that submit to Him now. But if you don't submit to Him now, there's coming a day when you will. Amen. This came to me this week. And I'm going to share it with you. Because I got the mic. I found something. It's powerful. I, I, I found something this week. That will I think can revolutionize this world. Transformational change can happen in this world. They use the phrase... There is no magic pill or magic bullet to solve people's problems. Well, I, I, I found it this week. And I'm not multi-level marketing right now. I'm not getting ready to try to promote MSM or M, uh, Amway or anything else. But I, I have found the magic pill. There is a magic pill. I'm telling you, there is a supernatural pill. That will solve, I guarantee, at least a third of all your problems. Anybody want to hear it? <clears throat> Do you want it this morning? I, I, there's, there's plenty here this morning. I, I found a secret supernatural magic pill today that can solve a third of your problems. But I'm going to tell you, before, before I tell you what it is, I'm going to tell you in advance, it is going to be the hardest pill you have to swallow. It's called the pill of pride. <laughs> the pill of pride is the swallow, the hardest pill to swallow. Ask me how I know. Because <laughs> it's hard to swallow. And I've had to swallow it. And I'm still having a hard time swallowing it. You see, the Bible says sin (laughs) comes through three ways. Lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's what I'm telling you. At least a third of your problems could be be solved if we just swallow our pride and submit ourselves unto the Lord. I didn't think you'd be shouting on that. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. <clears throat> the Lord said, If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, you're going to have to swallow your pride. At some point, you're going to have to say, God, I can't do it on my own. I need you. At some point, I'm going to say, God, it's not going to be my way. It's going to be your way. At some point in your life, you're going to have to say, God, I've tried to be the man of the house. I've tried to be the man, the husband. I've tried to do things my way. But God, I just, I just can't do it by myself. He said, if you'll just step aside from the throne of lordship in your life and let me take the reins of your life. Let Jesus take the wheel today. If you'll just put him in charge, I'm telling you, your life will be so much better. (laughs) 
If my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, turn, turn from their wicked way, and seek my face. He said, then will I hear from heaven. Yeah. Somebody humbled themselves. Yeah. Somebody wants me to be... Somebody wants me to take, take power and authority and, and ownership of their life? Yeah. Somebody's being humble? Then will I hear from heaven? He went on to say, you know, I'll even heal their land. He can take everything that's wrong and make it right when he becomes Lord in our life. My life was like a ship out in a storm with no sail, no rudder until Jesus took the wheel and breathed into my ship, my life, and straightened my course, stepped on the bow of my life and said, peace, be still. Who, who in the world can do God? Even the winds and the waves obey him. The disciples said, well, I guess he really is our Lord. Even the, even the storms have to subside when Jesus says, Pe why? Because he has all power in heaven and earth. He is the Lord of lords today. So in closing today, Amos chapter 5, verse number 6, Amos said, seek the Lord and you shall live. If you'll humble yourself and say, God, I need you to be Lord of my life. God, I'm sorry for everything I've done. I, I submit myself to you. He said, if you'll seek him, you shall live. If you'll seek the Lord and put him first in your life, you shall live. Deuteronomy 4.29 But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord. Everybody say, seek the Lord. Thy God, thou shalt find him. If you'll seek him, you're going to find him. And if thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. He said, you're going to find him. And when you are in tribulation, and all these things are come upon thee, even in the latter days, if thou turn to the Lord, thy God, and shall be obedient unto his voice, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee. Oh, wow, what a God we serve. Neither destroy thee, nor forget the covenant of thy fathers, which he sware unto them. He said, if you'll seek the Lord with all thy heart, he will hear your voice. And he will deliver you out of your situation. Or take you through it. Matthew 6 and 30. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness and all these things. If you want him to be everything that I, re I read about and described about. All these things that I had written down in my notes. Sovereign and 
the lamb for sinners slain and the lion of the tribe of Judah and on and on and on. If you want him to be all of those things in your life, all you have to do is seek him first. Put God first. Make him the Lord of all your life. He, he, he doesn't want to be Lord of part or some, but he wants to be the Lord of everything. In my family, in my home, at the job, he wants to be Lord of everything. That's why I don't act one way on Sunday and a different way on Monday, because he's my Lord of every day. I'll say, God, you'll be my Lord on Sunday, but on Monday I'm going to take the reins. I'm going to do my own thing. He's, mm, that doesn't work. You have to seek him first. Put God first. You have to swallow your pride. Guess what? i got to swallow that pill. It's like a daily vitamin. Can I be real this morning? Sometimes it's an hourly vitamin. Sometimes it's a minute-by-minute minute vitamin. i got to swallow my pride and say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Praise God. And I'm closing this morning. In Acts chapter 17, verse 27, it says that they should seek the Lord. If haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. Can I tell you today, the Lord is closer than you think. I said the Lord is closer to you than you think. You may not know him in all of these descriptive ways, but he already knows you. And he already knows everything about you. The Bible says that he is closer than you think he is. For those that are walking out in the world today and they, don't, they wouldn't have a clue of who Jesus is, they would know Jesus if he stood right before them. Of course, I kind of think they probably would if he stood right before them. They'd be flat on their back. But he said, though, for those that seek the Lord, happily they might find Feel after him. It's a happy thing to seek the Lord. And, and, he, and he said, though he be not far from every, every, every say every. That's all of us, y'all. Every one of us. We used to sing a song, he's as close as the mention of his name. Jesus, what you need, I'm here. Seek the Lord. Because in verse 28, the next verse is, For in Him we live and move and have our very being. I'm thankful He wasn't far from me. One day I sought the Lord and I called on His name and I began to just ask Him for myself to be my Lord, my God. And I found Him. I have a relationship with Him. And now in Him, it's in Him I live. It's in Him that I, I move. And it's in Him I have my very being. I'm trying to tell somebody who the, Lord, who the Lord is today. 
I'm telling you, Jesus is Lord today. And he is still as close as the mention of his name. And all you need to do is seek him. You don't need to ask God for, to, to, for all your problems. You don't need this. You just need you. You seek God first and all these things shall be added unto you. You just seek Jesus. People that came to him in the Bible, they, they had a need of something. They, who they, they, they went to the disciples. There were times the disciples couldn't help them. you got to seek Jesus for yourself. Jesus, I need help. My family needs help. My kids need help. I need direction. We need peace. We need provision. What do you need? I need Jesus and I can have peace. You get Jesus, you'll have provision. You find Jesus, you'll find everything you need. Let's stand together in this place. I preach this whole message to tell you today, He is not far from you. The Lord is closer than you think. The answer, and I know this is often, we make it a cliche, but I'm going to tell you, the answer to everything you need is here today. It's closer than you think. Because Jesus is as close. The Lord is as close. The Bible says he's an ever-present help. That means he's always around. Jesus is closer to you than you think this morning. Like Job said, I looked ahead of me. I looked to my right hand, my left hand. I didn't even see the Lord move. I didn't feel him. I didn't see him. But he was there all the time. Just because you don't see him or feel him doesn't mean he's not there. I'm looking at Brother Clint right now. There's a whole lot of something between us right now. You know what it is called? Air. Well, in Bakersfield, smog, pollution. You just can't see it. Of course, in Bakersfield, a lot of times you can see it. Probably not like New Hampshire where they have clean air. I told somebody, I said, I don't like breathing air. I can't see. That's why I live in Bakersfield. But you know there's air. Why? I can breathe it in. It's the same with the Holy Ghost. And when I saw Jesus, His Spirit breathed into me. I'm telling somebody this morning that your friend is closer than you think. Your Savior is closer than you think. Your Redeemer is closer to you than you realize. He's as close as the many. All you got to do this morning is lift up your hands. And call on the name that's above every name, Jesus. And this is what I want to do for, for everybody. If you're a guest today, we invite you to come. You'd love to. Amen. I'm inviting all the church that would. Amen. If you know Jesus in a very real t- way today, amen, I invite you to come up to the altar. And just take a couple minutes just to give the Lord some praise and glory. Maybe to call on the name of the Lord. One more time, if you need something from God, you can receive it today. Just begin to seek Jesus. Just call on Jesus. He is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace.
That's it, that's it, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus, you're my Lord, my God. God, I seek your will. My Lord, my God. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in this earthen vessel today, Lord. Be the Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. God, I submit my will to your will today. Not my will, but thy will. I submit myself to you, Lord. Jesus, I ask you, my Lord, to bless us, God. Holy God, we turn to you. We look to you. We serve you, Lord. I surrender my will God I lift my hands right now and surrender to you God I surrender it all to you God I want you to be the Lord of my life today God I want the peace that passeth understanding I want strength today God I want rejuvenation and redemption this morning with whatever we have need of today. We look to you. We turn to you. We seek after you, Jesus. Oh, whether it be salvation, God, we know it's in you, Lord. Jesus, whether it be God, something, some kind of provision, Lord, you know what we have need of today. But God, we seek you first. We ask you, Lord Jesus, we put you first. God, if I could have you I can but touch your hymn today. God, if I can but touch you today. Oh, I know and believe everything else. Everything else will fall in line. Jesus, we seek you first. And you need, I need for you to be the Lord of all. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus.
said if we would call on his name and seek him first, if we would humble ourselves, he said he would hear from heaven. He also said he would forgive our sin. And the third thing he said is I will heal their land. Amen. When you call him by name, he hears your prayer. He can forgive your sin. And he can heal your life. If you'll but seek him first and make him the Lord of all today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.